Hello to all of you Hearts Rise Up podcast listeners. Thank you for tuning your hearts in for another episode of this podcast. I'm Carol Chapman, your co-host for this episode. Rising up to life's challenges is hard work, especially in today's seemingly chaotic world, all of which can pull us down if we let it. Life doesn't have to be hard. We don't have to let our outer circumstances or others dictate how we feel and act or define who we are. Now, more than ever, is the time to unleash our own inner power and innate wisdom to guide us to experience more joy and happiness in life. Because true power lies within, not without. And when we go within, we tap into our loving, heart-centered, higher self. And the more we tune to our higher self, the more we elevate our state of being, our life, and the world around us. It's that simple. So let's get right into today's episode. I want to introduce my co-host today for this show, and uh, that is Conchetta Antonelli. Conchetta, welcome. Thanks, Carol. I'm really excited to be doing this. Yes, this is going to be an awesome uh, conversation that we're going to have today. And our topic today is all about human doing versus human being. Why don't you go ahead and give our guests just a little bit of a, a sense as to why we chose this topic today? Well, I think that it's important in in our lives to find some sort of balance between action and rest. And it's it's been something that's been important to me for probably my entire life of trying to figure out uh, when to do something and when to just simply be someone. And it it can be a play on words, of course, uh, but it it came up a lot when I entered corporate America. Well, actually, I should say it came up a lot when I went to school. And I tend to be, I was a, this is nothing, I'm not trying to brag about myself, but I tended to be a straight A student. So there was always this level of achievement. Um, And then when I got into corporate America, it was about climbing yet another uh, rung on that uh, proverbial ladder. And it was always go, 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 go until that go, go, go created um, an autoimmune disease for me. And I had to make a big stop and learn a lot about the <laughs> interesting, I was going to say, the action of just being. Um, so basically, that's it. It's been something important in my life. And I know there are a lot of people out there who are. I mean, even the phrase trying to find a work-life balance, which I think probably got created somewhere in the late 80s, early 90s, um, about how can we do it all and yet find some sort of balance. Well, I, I hear you. And um, I've been there, too. I can certainly relate, um, having probably grown up pretty much in the same time frame that you did. You know, we're about the same age. And um, it was really all about pushing, 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 and doing better and uh, acquiring more, doing more, being better, you know, working the way up the corporate ladder. And um, over time, it does take its toll on you if that's all you're doing. And it affects us um, health-wise if we're not taking the time or the necessary opportunity for self-care 
And, um, and that's why we wanted to talk about this topic today, because so many people in the world are so busy doing that there's probably not enough being. And we want to talk a little bit more about what being is. So I'm going to put that back to you, Conchetto. What is human being from your perspective? Yeah, and and I'm over here shaking my head up and down with everything that that you're you're talking about. So yes, for me now there's uh, there it's an individual. I think there's an individual uh, take on what being is. Um, in general, I can talk about for me it's it's it can be reading. To me, that's being because I'm um, generally not in motion. If I'm physically reading a book or a magazine or some uh, an article, uh, even online, um, and that means that there's a certain amount of stillness in that being, and um, it to me also being is mindfulness, and mindfulness is being in the present moment, noticing life experiencing the senses. For me, it's it's going to my senses. What do I see? What do I hear? Even what do I taste and, and, you know, what can I touch? Those sort of things to me are about being. Um, you know, it's interesting. I, I, when I was thinking about this, knitting for me is being. There's a certain, so anything that, that, is, that we do with our hands that has somewhat of a repetitive motion actually in our body, and it's been proven, scientifically proven, that, that it actually balances both sides of the brain. So, um, so, you know, I said it already, but silence, Some when you, you meditate, when you're in prayer, um, and it, it, there's a certain amount of being in some form of aligning our mind and our body and our soul. Now, that could be dancing, even, if we're really paying attention. Um, so what about you? You know, I, I, I gave this list, but what, what for you is being? I think being is, um, it's about being aware of how you're feeling. Um, and it, it really does go back to the senses that you are referring to. Um, it's being in a state of, uh, of just um, flow, um, not thinking about the past or the, the future, but it's really about being in the present moment and uh, having time to indulge myself in that present moment, whether it's, you know, maybe I'm at, in the kitchen washing dishes. That's something that I, I actually enjoy doing, don't I? I think it's because I love the warmth of the water and the feel of the soap and just just the movement of washing dishes. It's, it's, it's almost therapeutic. It, it almost is a form of meditation for me um, because I'm just so totally focused in it. So that's really... Um, one example for me that is about being, and I think that we all probably have our own experiences with with being, and but just don't really take the opportunity. and And I think sometimes uh, later in life, you know, people do tend to slow down a little bit more and take a little more time. Uh, hopefully. And, and I, I know for you that you do uh, a lot more of that. For instance, I know you, you love to get out in nature and nature is a way of just being for you and being in the moment and in, enjoying what nature brings to you, right? 
Mm, it is. And it's, uh, I was reflecting as it, a little bit on what you were saying is that, um, you know, we want to create moments, more moments to be a human being for one of the reasons I spoke about is that what will happen then the downside of not being is that it will, your body will force you to just be. And that's one of the things that happened for me uh, with, um, you know, classically it's called burnout and you can burn out your mind and your body if in, in essence, if you're not being enough. And I found that going out into nature when that happened um, was really one of the things that helped me heal is just connecting to that rhythm of, as you've said, nature being nature and, and how that can help. Well, it did help me. And I know lots of people too, that they, it puts you back into some sort of rhythm of just knowing that, for example, a tree doesn't have to really think about doing anything when it's growing. And there's a certain amount of just going with the flow on that one. What's what's there that just happens. Exactly. I'm curious. I'm curious. What I didn't mean to interrupt you, but um, there was a real thought there. there. There had to have been a point in your life where you recognized that um, and became more aware of what was happening. and. So share a little bit more about what that moment was and how did you turn things around? Mm. Um, It's often that when we're in crisis that we, well, and I did when I was uh, in crisis is when I was able to find more solutions. And perhaps in an odd sort of way, that's one of the benefits of doing too much is that it leads us to some solutions. I'm not advocating overdoing it, but it was um, a moment when I had been longing to actually spend some more time outdoors and um, actually go hiking. But because I was so busy, um, I didn't make that happen. And then when I was going through separation and eventually divorce, I made a conscious decision that I'm going to go do that now. And it was largely because um, I was I couldn't just stay inside. I couldn't stay with um, the angst I was feeling over over all of that that I was going through. And I finally said, what what can I do to help with this? And then I realized that I'd been longing to go out into nature. And so in some ways, it was as if nature called me out and said, well, come on, I've been here all along. I love that. What were the things that um, precipitate or that were prior to that? Like, for instance, what was it that you were so involved in that was just just doing what and what is doing basically <laughs> from your perspective yeah and you, you know that when i thought thought about this more um human I mean, doing is simply being alive one of the if i put it in simplest terms to me it's being alive on the planet because 
we have to, when I say this, I know there are people out there who perhaps would argue with me on this one, but we have to earn a living. Somehow we, I had to pay my bills because I wanted to eat. I wanted a, a place to live and, and those kinds of things. So some of it is basic, I would say, that we've, um, it, we have to do things like move our bodies. If we're stationary for too long, there's so much now they're bringing out. Um, the research is showing that we're we actually I'm, I'm laughing because it used to be that overdoing it meant that you would have a heart attack. If you if you were too active, you could have a heart attack. Now they're telling us that if you sit too much. You it's proven you can help you. You can uh, hurt yourself more. You can actually cause damage and, and perhaps increase the risks. So um, now it's it's not that it's more important, but it is true movement. We have to move around even even things like um, it helps the 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 circulation in the body. So it's good for you just to be moving. Um We've got to raising children, um, being a member of society, having friends, interacting with friends and family and colleagues. This is all about doing. And myself, what happened was is that I got swept up into achieving in um, corporate America. And I have to admit, as um, I, I love achieving, it feels really good. And there's a positive aspect of achieving. Um, it's great. I think it's it's a great um, for me anyway. It, it feels really great to check things off my list or reach my goals, and uh, that's okay. Except that I was working eighty hours a week. I was um, also involved in extracurricular activities where I was vice president and president of associations as part of my work. I was um, I had an active. Um, um, well, there were things I was doing outside of, uh, of work. I was cycling. I was involved with a creativity group. And so I don't know when I slept, to be honest with you. It wasn't much. <laughs> I didn't sleep enough, obviously. Uh, yeah, I hear you. <laughs> no, I, well, I hear you because um, I've been there too. I mean, I can relate to it. And there was a time where I was just... Uh, constantly uh, working and, and just focused on uh, my, my, my work, my career, and uh, didn't have time for anything else. And, um, and it did take its, its toll on me as well. You know, I've, I've, I found myself um, in a bit of a health crisis um, midlife when I had uh, finally pulled the corporate plug and left corporate. <laughs> so I can, I can certainly relate. And it was that point in time uh, that I started really reflecting on my life and uh, why I was so busy doing uh, so much. And I, I did take the time to get to know myself <laughs> again and get a better sense of what my priorities in life were, what my purpose uh, or you know in life was. And so obviously there are benefits to both, uh, right? But um, if if we're if we're one extreme to the other, and I think it's like being on the same continuum because it really is the same quality, but it's just extremes, right? <laughs> and yeah, so how do how do we? I mean, so obviously there are benefits to both. I mean, you were able to turn turn your health around 
um, I was able to turn my health around. Um, are there any other things that, that, that you could share around those uh, benefits? Well, I think that living life um, on purpose is is a value to society. It helps people. If if my purpose, um, if I'm if I'm doing what I came here to do, if I'm I'm giving my gifts to the world, then that's a good thing. That because we're helping others as as well as ourselves. Um, you know, I I think about there's obviously a book written by uh, Rick Warren. It's called The Purpose Driven Life. It's interesting to me that the word driven is in there because that might be mm, a bit too much. However, he said that in there, um, you'll find the answers to three of life's most important questions. The question of existence, why am I alive? The question of significance, does my life matter? And the question of purpose, what on earth am I here for? And so I think that that's the benefit of doing. And it's fascinating to me because in order to answer those questions, it requires us to be and sit and be silent and reflect and those sort of things. So even in answering those questions, we have to balance out the two. We have to take the action of answering them, but it might require us to just be in order to do that. Okay. And another benefit is we connect with others. When we take action, when we're a human doing, it, it, we can stay at home and or uh, be in nature or we can be on our own is what I'm saying. However, in order to interact with others, we, we have to do something. We, we have to have conversation. Even if you want to sit in silence with someone, it requires some sort of action. So I think that's a benefit is a, a, of a, being a human doing. And actually... If we can find, if I can find the balance, this is what works for me. Is that balancing the human, the the human doing with the human being means that I'm recharging my batteries in some ways because my connections with people um, allow me to do that. And if if I'm doing something that I love to do, like if I'm doing art, it requires some action, and that brings that helps recharge me. So those are those are some of the, the benefits for me. What about you? Well, I think um, a lot of the benefits for me are um, quite, you know, when I when I create a balance between the the two, I I find that I am more in tune with what is uh, important to me. And I know that there are certain things that I have to do to just you know, exist as a human being, right? You know, you just, you have to, you have to get up, you have to brush your teeth, you have to go to the bathroom, you know, you have to pee, <laughs> you, know, you have to do all the, the normal things that we do as, as people, as human beings, we have to eat, <laughs> you know, we have to have food, we have to fuel our bodies, we have to move. And so, and we, and we want to self-actualize, you know, we want to feel like we are uh, doing something meaningful. That's, that's very important to me. And a lot of that is the practice of doing, but I think that the practice of being when, particularly uh, when I'm either uh, meditating and meditating is a really good practice for me for just being, because it, it really enables me to just get in touch with myself, just be with myself and, and figure out, um, you know, have some self-reflection, have some time to, 
to focus on on something that um, I I may have have an issue uh, with or I'm struggling with. And sometimes just being and just allowing, you know, doing the meditating just allows you to get into a, a zone basically where you can allow the answers. What I, what I want to refer to from the universe, uh, the, the, the larger universal consciousness to come through and, help me deal with something that I'm, I'm dealing with. So oftentimes when I'm just too busy doing, trying to figure something out, it just gets harder for me. So if I take a break, I get away from it. Uh, sometimes even if I sleep on it the next morning, the answers will come. Voila. It's just, it's, it's amazing. So I guess there's a lot to be said for, I think each individual finding their own flow to create, um, to create a balance. But the, I guess the, in today's world, how do people uh, address the hindrances, the things that, that keep us from creating that balance? How have you done that? Wow. You know, sometimes I, I find myself being too attractive to what society says that I need to be doing. You know that I need to be achieving, or I have, as a, as a matter of fact, I've had an um, uh, an opportunity to be less pulled in by that. To be less, um, mm, it's a little bit like a a shiny penny. It's like being drawn to it. I must have that. Uh, so, I think what I've I've found often is that if I am I guess the word I want to use, it's a strong word, but if I, if I feel obsessed to the point where I cannot rest, meaning that I cannot just settle, um, that I feel like I've got, I've got kinetic energy in my body and I, I need to keep going and doing something, that's usually a good signal to me um, to take a breath and ask myself, what is making me so driven to use that word again um, to to keep moving what, what what is there behind all of that and sometimes it it it's fear it's fear of of not feeling what I might be feeling it could be actually it could be a positive feeling it could just simply be a moment where I'm I just don't want to look behind that veil that I must I've, I'm I've put up and it sometimes though it's it, especially if I've spent a little time looking at the um, current news or what's going on in the world and and I may have seen something that it's upsetting it's a lot easier to get up from there and go do something than it is to tap into those feelings um, so I just stay aware if it's if I'm being, again, driven to keep going, um, you know, that that can be a, a hindrance to finding my way into being. Um, sometimes I need to have some physical activity. So it can be as simple as, oh, I've got all this extra energy and I don't want to stop. Maybe I need a bike ride. Maybe I need to go do something as simple as, I, it, I read something uh, today, as a matter of fact, about the benefits of doing housework to to help with um, feeling depressed, and I thought, 
well, my goodness, I've been doing that just about all my life in that <laughs> You know, when when all else fails, you can you can clean a, a, a desktop or you can you can uh, wipe down the window, and it's it's this moment of being able to say, okay, I can do that. I may not be able to solve all my problems, but I get to huh, clean the window, and now everything it looks a little better that way. I love that. That's a great example. So I think one of the hindrances. Um, to to finding a balance for all of this is is not trusting myself uh in some ways that it's it's okay to to feel whatever's coming up and that another hindrance is that I don't think I have enough time and so that big word there for me is trust i th- i think you've just hit on uh couple of uh, really key points is trusting yourself and time. Uh, you know, we're all just because it's such a fast paced world these days that uh, we're all just sort of chasing the clock. And I even find myself like today, um, I was uh, at the gym and I was trying to get through it so I could get back here and make sure I had plenty of time to prepare for this. And then I had other things that I that I had to deal with before I could get into this and, um, you know, our, our, our call here. And, and, and then you just sort of feel like uh, you're so focused on that, that you just lose touch with just the, just being uh, in, in the moment. And, uh, and I know for me, the, the, the hindrances are that just like, uh, if I allow life to get in the way, versus making a a conscious choice to say, okay, stop, reflect. Do I really need to be doing this right now? And um, and then I think about, well, there's plenty of time. Um, I can just, why, why do I even have to worry about time? I only have to worry about time if I've made a, if I have a hard commitment, right? (laughs) So it really is uh, another thing for me is trusting my, my emotions, my body. What is my body telling me? Are my muscles tense? I can, I can tell that that's a hindrance for me when I feel tension in my, my body, my neck, my shoulders, my, you know, upper back, those muscles, they just tense up. So for me, a lot of it is paying attention to my my body and my emotional state and when i notice that my body is out of out of sync or out of you know doing quirky things and if i notice that my emotions are kind of off they're not where they where they should be that's when i say okay wait a minute i need to stop and take a moment a few moments even if it's 10 15 minutes and and I think that there's um, a lot to be said for that. I think um, many people go go through their day that they don't take the time to pay attention to the the red flags or the things that are happening um, within them. And I think those can be that that can be a hindrance if you don't take the time, you don't listen to your body. Right. Right. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if, if if you don't listen to the the warning signs or the signals, so I I guess you know the question is, what 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 are the things that people can do to actually create that balance, or to you know I think for most of us, 
and I, I, I really believe this, I think the majority of people spend more time doing. And the reason I, I say that is because meditation is, is a, a really strong influence in, in my life as far as being or just taking a walk or taking a break. And there's only like 8%, I, I read somewhere recently um, that there's only like 8% of the population that actually uses, meditates regularly, you know, uses meditation as a form of just, you know, um, being. <laughs> wow. I didn't realize it was that, that low. It's 8% of Americans. So I don't know whether that's a global population because, you know, that might not apply to, you know, um, other parts of the world, but Americans. That's a low percentage. It, it is. And it doesn't mean that that's the only uh, way that you can, you can be in a state of being. I mean, because, you know, you've, you, you had rattled off that you like to knit and there's other things that you, that you do that keeps you in the moment and keeps you in that state of being. But um, I guess the, the question is, what actions do you think others could take to increase their time just being? Well, one of the things is, is both being and doing is to see it as a choice because it's easy to, to trick ourselves. And that's what I did into saying, oh, well, I can't stop. I have to do this. Um, I have to go to work. Well, no one really said I had to work 80 hours a week consistently. No one said I couldn't take a day off or take a vacation, but I had that in my head that I had to continue doing. And it's a choice. And so first step is to see it that way is, is the way I look at it. And it, 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 it and also second uh, for me is what you were talking about is it's not that you have to go, it's simple. That's the word I want to use. There's a simplicity about it in that you don't have to go away for a month-long meditation retreat. It can be as simple, as you said, of taking five or 10 minutes. When you notice that you've got your indicators, my neck is tensing up. Me, it's if I get really speedy in my, my thinking and in my speech, I'm like, well, that's a, that's a red flag for me. What's going on? Um, so I first and foremost is to see it as a choice. And then from there, uh, I say there's, there can be some awareness around it and even be a little playful with it and, and decide, well, and you can even be more structured and say, okay, I think you've told me that you schedule time in your day. You actually schedule, um, an alarm, right? Yeah, I use the uh, um, my my phone to schedule mindful moments. So I, you know, I take a break for five or ten minutes, and it, you know, yeah, it's it's a it's a great reminder. And actually, I had um, I've scheduled more now. <laughs> I have at least three <laughs> during the day: one in the morning, one in the afternoon, one in the the evening. And what do you see as the benefit from doing it? Doing that, what have you noticed? Well. Um, the, the benefit from that is that, um, that I, um, I made it, I made a conscious choice that it was important that I do that, but it's not always easy to do that. If you're in the middle of something and you're, you're, you're caught up in it, but I will have to say the, the benefit from it now has been that I anticipate that mindful 
uh, moment reminder coming up. And every time, if I haven't anticipated it, I, um, whenever it does come up on my phone and I notice it because sometimes I won't notice it because I'm, I'm doing something else and my phone isn't always there, but, uh, it just brings a big smile to my face. (laughs) (laughs) And, and you, you reminded me that that's also, there's been some research about that and having, you know, the meditation, the mindfulness, and even compassion is that it actually increases endorphins. And and there you are smiling, which is sending sending the message. With, and in turn, it's going to reduce your stress hormones. Uh, so that's pretty cool. That that now you you just have an indicator that'll that'll that it, it's like you've created a habit, even without hearing the alarm. I think that that um, when we spend time more being, we are nourishing our mind and body, and allowing ourselves to be more connected to what's important and be connected to taking care of ourselves and even maybe more connected to um, our heart, our, our soul, uh, and be in better alignment if we do that more often. And, and, and I, I believe that we need to do it daily because the more repetition, if you do it just sporadically, I don't think it's, um, it, that's not worked for me. I have to have a, a rhythm and a schedule for that time, and um, and there's always going to be days that um, that are that are that are going to be crazy, and they're going to test test you, and they and they test me. Um, but I do believe that I'm I'm better off because I am nourishing my mind and body when I take the time to just be. And there's a lot to be said for, you know. Um, really uh, being focused on creating some sort of balance. Um, There's always that give and take depending on, you know, what your daily activities are. But I think the reality is that we, we do need to, to have both. Right. I think so. And you've just brought, you, you've uh, touched on something else is that to schedule your, your time in and, and to keep your schedule, even if others can be more flexible, which is an interesting thing because there needs to be some flexibility. You might have a schedule for one day or one week, but then things happen. Life happens or um, there's uh, unexpected things that show up. So there's got to be some flexibility in the schedule, yet it's important to say, this nourishes me whatever this looks like. It can be um, standing out in your backyard, looking at the flowers. It could be planting those flowers. It just depends on the person. But I think it's important that covers the other um, thing about um, is getting out into nature is is another way to to schedule time for your downtime, so to speak. Uh, So you've touched on that. And I, I can't say enough about how it recharges and it's we don't have um we're (laughs) we can be like the energizer bunny okay we can go and go and go and go um but that i think that's another myth at some point there's there's got nature does this we the seasons to me are a perfect example of of nature we for example we go to winter and in winter nature is is um going dormant, gathering strength, 
it doesn't mean that nothing is happening. It's the same thing with us as human beings to continue doing. We've got to take some time. And it may not be that every winter we just completely shut ourselves down. We've got to do that more, like you said, on the daily basis, maybe a weekly. Uh, it, it depends on the person again, but I do find that I need it on a daily basis. And uh, that way I have more uh, energy to, to spring forward, so to speak, and then follow through on, on all those seasons. Exactly. And, you know, that that reminds me of a term that you used recently in a blog post. It was our, actually the most recent blog post on pause. Um, and it's um, it's up on our website um, and we'll we'll put that in the show notes. But um, something around the sensitivity cycle, when you were talking about, you know, take, you know, in, in winter, we take time to to, you know, we take that downtime to reflect and you want to speak to the sensitivity cycle a little bit because it really is aligned with with that whole concept of the seasons. Mm-hmm. And and that I did talk about that the the it is a Hakomi therapy um, tool and it it starts with clarity, then goes to action, satisfaction comes next, then rest. And it's on a continuous loop. And, and, and as I said in my blog post, I enjoyed that loop between action and satisfaction, action and satisfaction, and still have to pay attention to the fact that if I rest, and the whole point of resting, which we can use the metaphor of winter, is to get clarity. Because in order to have the um, the, we, I guess we could call it the correct action or the, the best action. We need some clarity before we go. And winter can be a little bit like, I'll use another metaphor, planning your trip. And you might want to, the clarity comes when you look at your GPS or the map on the best route to take. So it's important to do that before you head out. And I know there are some trips where it's very serendipitous and you go out and you don't have to plan at all. Um, but in essence, to I think to, to balance between the doing and the being, this is a perfect cycle for me. Exactly. It help, helps us navigate life. If we think of, because um, everything is in cycles, you know, I mean, you, you think about the tides, you know, the ocean, the, and you think about the moon, you know, the sun, you know, they're always rising mm-hmm. and they're, you know, mm-hmm. setting. And um, so there's cycles for everything. And I think if we pay attention to that, and if we get out of just that loop of just action yeah. and satisfaction, we truly can, by focusing on the, the, the clarity and then taking time to rest, it gives us the opportunity to think about what we want in life and how we can navigate uh, our lives so that we are growing and evolving and, and bringing about the life that is meant for us that's going to be nurturing and mm-hmm. nourishing, but at the same time, fulfilling. Mm-hmm. Well said. So I think we have probably 
we could probably go on even longer with this topic. But I think I think we've probably covered enough today, and I hope that we've left our listeners with something to ponder. Parting thoughts, uh, Conchetta, before you close us uh, for our our ep- episode today. Well, I would invite all our listeners to let us know. Tell us about your experience as a human doing and a human being. And um, let us know if uh, there you have any questions and definitely comments. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Wait, before you go, we hope today's show helped to bring a bit more joy and happiness into your heart. We hope it inspired you to unleash your own inner power and to rise up to your best and loving heart-centered highest self. Just a few things before you go. We'd be so grateful if you'd leave us a review on iTunes because those reviews are important to our show. And we'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast and share the show with others. Finally, let us know what tips and strategies you use to rise up to your highest self by reaching out to us at www.heartsriseup.com or email us at hello at heartsriseup.com. Well, that's it for now. Until next time, keep rising up and may love and happiness always be in your heart. Bye for now. 